Good morning. Welcome to Mariner's Church. Thank you guys for being part of today. That was great worship, wasn't it? Wasn't that terrific? Just beautiful um, time. My thanks to the worship team for uh, leading us in that. It was just uh, really phenomenal that um, Coastside people just taking some, some stuff that they, they can do and getting up here and doing it, and it's really a cool thing. Um, if you'd like to be part of worship team, if you play instrument, I don't care if it's a tuba or a piccolo or whatever else, we could... Uh, Certainly use it. We've had a flautist up here. That's the way to say it, flautist up here. It's just beautiful. So God takes talent and, and does that. So it's wonderful. Hey, how many of you guys, how many of us are in the middle of making a decision about something, anything? How many of you? Any, anything, anything. Big, little, small. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us at some point in time, well, at any point in time, are in the middle of making decisions about stuff, aren't we? I mean, there's things that we have to think through. For instance, um, do you keep the phone you have or trade up for something better? Okay, that's the big decision that some are making. Or do you buy the, the new car or the, the pre-owned, you know? Those are decisions that we have to think through and we have to make through. In fact, before you got here today, you made all kinds of decisions. You know, what clothes to wear, what maybe what route to take. Of course, there's no traffic today, but um, um, how do you get here and what are you going to do this afternoon? And, and for all of us, every different season in life, there are, are decisions that have to be made. Um, for instance, some of you, some of you are, are, are students. You know, do you ask this person to prom or somebody else? Remember those days, you know, the decision you had to make on that one? Or, or remember this one, you know, do, do I, what college should I choose? You know, what college do I go to? And that's kind of all coming up if you're, a, if you're a senior in high school right now. And once you get to college, it's now what? What major do I choose? I mean, what, what's my major that I, that I, that I, that I got to choose? Or dating, you know, do I take this out of the friend zone, you know, or leave it there? And then do we get married? And then should we have kids, you know, and then how many kids do we want to have? And then, and then should we um, um, trade in the kids we have for new ones, you know, what do we do with those kinds of things? Do a new job opportunity, you know, think about planning for retirement. You want to get a pet, you know. Should I get a dog or a couple dogs? You know, what should I, what should I get for, for that? Now, now um, what's kind of a, a no-brainer for us is that, that the decisions of our past are shaping our lives today. Okay? Aren't, aren't they? I mean, you just think about the decisions you made in your past. They're, sh- they're shaping your life today. I mean, they, they shape your life. You are who you are today based on the decisions that, that you made. I mean, I mean, and that could be even small things like the spicy food you ate last night. Maybe it's having an effect on you this morning. You can feel it. Or, or the, the, the big ones, you know, the career path that you chose is having an effect on your stress level today. Or the person you chose as a life partner is really affecting your life today. Um, and that means the decisions that, that we have made yesterday affect our today. But it also means the decisions that we are making today are going to affect our what? Our tomorrow, our, for, our, our forever. And so, so we are, since we are constantly making decisions and always in the mode of making decisions, we really honestly want to make the right ones, the godly ones, um, the ones that God would want. And that takes a word that we're going to be looking at this morning called wisdom. Before we go any farther, just take a moment and just pray. Can we just ask God, God, Lord, we've been able to just sing praise to you and thank you so much for your son and um, praise you that you ha- are with us and 
care about us and that we can stand faultless before you. And Father, we want to live for you now and help help us. Help me with the words. Help us with your your word to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, let's do a little imagination thing for a second, all right? God says to you, hey... <clears throat> Once-in-a-lifetime shot, okay? Once-in-a-lifetime deal. You got, you got one chance for this one. I will give you no strings attached, anything you ask for, anything. One-shot deal, God says, no strings attached. You just ask, and I will give it to you. Now, what's, what's it going to be? Now, if you're a kid, you're going to do the kid thing and ask for what? More wishes, you know, I want more wishes. I want like 100,000 more, more wishes. And it's like, nah, it doesn't count right now. Some people might say, you know, okay, God, show me the money. You know, show me the money. Let me have the money here. Um, somebody said the lottery was about like a billion dollars. Can you imagine that? Wow, that's amazing. Well, well, some might say I'd rather, I'd like to be famous. I'd like my name in lights. I'd like people to remember me, you know, throughout history. And that happened, and some of you are, 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 are not in your head. You, you know the story because it did happen. In the Bible, Solomon was just made king over Israel. Solomon was now made the king. He is the son of David. He's now made the king. And there's a big celebration. And, and God tells Solomon, okay, you are king of my people, and Israel's important to me. And, and you, because I cared so much about your father, David, and because I'm establishing this nation and this kingdom, I'll give you one wish, grant you one wish. Whatever you wish for, whatever you want, you get. Okay? One thing, one shot, one-time deal, um, no strings attached. What do you want? Do you want power over your enemies? Which would be a good thing. Do you want unlimited wealth? Do you want a huge army? What would you, what would you like? One thing, anything ask. And he said this, Give me wisdom and knowledge that I may lead this people for who is able to govern this great people of yours? A good answer, by the way. Um, nice answer, Solomon. And God gave Solomon what he asked for. He became the wisest person in, in the world at that time. And, and he became so wise that kings and queens from all over the place would come over just to listen to what he would have to say about things and about life. And when about decisions in life. And Solomon went on to write more about wisdom than anybody else in the Bible whatsoever. In fact, the book of Proverbs are his words written down, and it's really good stuff. I mean, you read it, and it's really, really good stuff. And over and over again, he would say and tell us again, wisdom is better than anything. Wisdom's better. Wisdom is just simply better. He'd say wisdom is better than weapons of war. And for a king in war, that's pretty good. Wisdom is way better than, than weapons. And for all of you playing and praying for the mega millions, he would say this. How much better to get wisdom than gold? To choose understanding rather than silver. You see what he's saying? Wisdom is better. Just be wise. Wisdom is, is better. Now, what is wisdom? I mean, I mean, if we were to take a poll here, we'd pretty much land on, on a good definition of it. We know it's different than intelligence, okay? You ever know people that are super smart but, but just kind of don't have a clue about things? You know, people that are really, really smart in a particular area but just kind of don't get life. We would say they're smart but they're not what? 
They're not wise. They're just not wise people. They make silly and stupid and crazy decisions. We know really smart people who make really dumb decisions. So smart doesn't equal wise. And, and wisdom, you know, and, and we know it, is how to put things in life together. It's kind of seeing the whole big picture in things and putting it all together. Okay, it's sometimes called sense or common sense or connectedness, and it's looking at the result. I, I can see that if I make this decision now, it's going to have this effect and this effect and this effect and this effect. It's kind of looking at the whole big picture. That that's that's wisdom. Now in the Bible, there's a little bit of an accent to it, and there's a little bit of a twist in it. It's involving God in the decision, and what it's saying is. Wisdom comes from God, and it's beginning now to see life through God's perspective. And so you could say, wisdom is practical understanding of what to do in the moment based on God's heart and God's principles. Okay? It's a little bit beyond just simply common sense, but it's common sense looking through the filter of of God. Or you could say, making decisions based on the wisdom and heart of God. That's what true biblical wisdom is. And when Solomon asked for wisdom, he said, I really want to be able to make decisions, God, based on on your heart, your understanding, and my understanding uh, of of you. It's seeing life with a God filter and looking at situations with God's principles and God's priorities. Now, now sometimes um, the wise thing to do may not always make what some people would say the most practical sense, okay? But it's the wise thing to do. It's the the God thing to do, okay? Um, Sometimes the wise thing is not going to be the most profitable. Sometimes the wise thing to do is not going to be the most beneficial to your career or or to your portfolio. For instance, you take the whole idea of money. I just wonder how many of our decisions are based on that, you know? How many of our decisions are based on money? A lot of them, aren't they? I mean, a lot of them. We always just think, they calculate, you know, the bottom line, you know, and and, and I'm going to make this decision based on on the financial part. For instance, your college major or or your career choice, you know? I remember when I told my dad I was going to go to, I was in college and, 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 and um, God, God allowed me to make a, a significant decision for Christ at that point in time, in the middle of my college life. And it kind of just shifted my whole perspective of what life was all about. And, and it was too late to go to Bible school, but I wanted to be equipped somehow to be used by God somewhere in this world. And, and so I remember telling my dad, I said, um, I, I, I want to go on to, to grad school, to grad school, to you know, seminary, to study the Bible. And, and I remember my dad saying this to me. He said, if you do that, I will not support you in that decision. He said, I won't do it. Don't do it because you'll never make any money doing that. Now, my dad's a good guy. Okay, he wasn't pagan or anything like that. We didn't have shrines and idols and all over the house or anything like that. He's just basically saying, look, as far as a practical decision you're making, Paul, this one's not going to be very good because I'm afraid you're going to live at home for the rest of your life, I think. And I don't want that to, that, that, that to happen. And, and, and I had to ask myself, and, and again, this is where I had to go with my life. Do I want to make a, a living, a really healthy living, or do I want to make a difference? And those are v- two very distinct things. 
In fact, you know, you, you talk to your kids. Uh, as I talk to my kids, my kids are now, a couple of them past college and one's now in college. I had to have the talk, not the sex talk, okay? We were all past that one. But we had to have the talk, particularly when they're considering career. You know, where, where do I want to go in life? And I said, you know, you, you have to understand that there are some college majors that will be very lucrative for you. And those are fine. You know, those are good things to do. And I believe God can really use you to make a difference in lives, even in the midst of having a very lucrative career. That's fine, too, any of those majors. But you can also keep in mind the factor that it's not always the bottom financial line is the most important thing in life. You know, you may want to actually say, instead of shooting for for this financially, I might shoot for this financially make a difference in life, make a difference in the world. Does that make sense to you, to begin to understand that, to say there is that God option? And again, I get you can do both. And sometimes when we think again about giving, and this is why Solomon said it's better to have wisdom than, than a lot of riches or money, giving to God's work makes no sense, you know? I mean, God asks you to give, and, and he asks you to give to the point of actually called the word sacrifice. God asks you to give to that point of sacrifice and and it's like, oh, man, now I've got to calculate. That does not make sense to us, all right? I shouldn't be giving that much because I'm supposed to, you know, give this much to here and give this much here, and i got these kinds of payments and all that. And God says, you know, in fact, the biblical way to give is give so much that you now have to depend upon me. And you're thinking, that's not smart at all. That's not smart, but that's very, very what? Wise. Why is that wise? Because it puts you and me in a position of trust and faith. And having complete trust in God and faith is better than anything else. It's better than gold and, as Solomon would say, silver. Now, now, if you ask people my age, if you could go back, would you do anything differently? You know, ask yourself that. If you could go back in time, would you do anything differently? Would you? Any of you? Any of you used to do anything differently? You know, if I were to go back in time, I think my life mission would be this. Go ahead and this. I would destroy disco. Yeah, I could, if I could do anything I could, because I grew up in that age, I would do everything I could to, to stop disco. But when you start thinking about things, you go back in time and you think about fashion and you think about style and you think about design. You just think, you know, there could be, go ahead, go ahead, Alan, and hit the next one. Remember some of these fashion designs, fashion styles that we have? We think, what were we thinking in life when we were doing those kinds of things? You know, do you remember any, any of those? Um, remember the sweaters around the, around the shirt? Or you remember the, the, the teased out hair? The top left, remember that? I see kids like that, and I just want to say, do you know how stupid that's going to look in about 10 years, you know? So make sure you don't have any pictures taken of it. And you just think, what were we thinking when we did those kinds of things? I mean, I used to rock my yellow corduroy trousers. I mean, rock them really, really well. And if you could go back and do anything differently, would you? Of course you would. Of course you would. We all would do that. Now, I have to ask myself if, if there were things that I did then that I have regrets now, are there anything I'm doing now that I will have regrets later? And a lot of times I have to then dig deep to think those kinds of things through. And, and, and I'm looking now at choosing things now that in five years I'll look back and say, what was I thinking? You know, what was I doing with my life at that time? 
So Solomon would say this, acquire wisdom, acquire understanding. Get it and get it now. Then he would say the beginning of wisdom is acquire wisdom. So how do I get it? How do I get it? And I was going to... I was going to put together a, a, a 10 CD presentation to sell you for $100, you know, in a seminar that I could do like that. But actually, getting wisdom is free. It's free, okay? Because the Bible would say it's free, and here's how we do it, okay? Number one, you might have already filled in the blanks on this one. Number one, the first thing we would do is the beginning of wisdom is to know God, okay? Know God. Scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Now we know that the, the fear is not, ah, you know, the freak out Halloween type of fear or never drawing near or coming close. It's being in complete awe of God, okay? It's maybe it hits you this, this morning as we were doing the, the, the worship thing, you know, Christ alone cornerstone, and you felt a sense of, holy cow, what I'm involved in or what this thing is with God is really a big thing. You know, it's really big and it's really important. In fact, it's the most important thing in the whole world, you know, is this worship of God. That's the fear of God. It's the sense of awe. And God says, man, you grasp who I am. You know, stand in awe of who I am. And that's why we come together on Sunday. It's not Sunday duty. It's to connect with God again and around God and his grace and his love. Um, college, I met with a friend, and, and, and we tried to figure out how to understand the Bible for an hour. We'd, 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 we'd study the Bible for an hour, and we'd kind of go through this little workbook, and then we'd go out and we'd, we'd shoot hoops for another hour, you know, or two hours till midnight and all that kind of stuff. When you're in college, you can do that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. And, and, and we were working through the book of Romans, believe it or not, and we are getting all confused, you know, how Israel fits into this whole plan of God and picture. And chapters 9, 10, 11, if you want to go read them, you'll see it. And it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is hard. And all of a sudden, it got us. It just got us. We grasped it. How God's perfect plan is all of this and working through history, throughout history. And we just kind of said, man, God's plan is forever and he's working and he is God. And we got the feeling is, holy cow, how incredible God is. Holy cow. And it says at the end of, of Romans 11, it says, for from him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever. And all of a sudden, two college kids sitting there on the edge of a basketball court, we're just in complete awe of God. And if wisdom is understanding God's perspective on life and things, that if we don't get the God part right, we'll never be truly wise. And we'll make decisions that may be, quote, smart, but aren't wise. They will not make eternal differences in your life or in other people's lives or even in this world. We were in awe of that. And God can become so holy and righteous that you really don't care what people think. And you really don't care what I would say are the worldly values of life, you know? And all of a sudden, those things, you know, like that old hymn goes, the things of earth become strangely what? You know, strangely dim. It just means they just don't mean a lot to me anymore. And it comes to, man, I must please God, and he died for me, and There's an eternal weight on every decision I make. I make. And really, yellow cords make no difference in life, whether I have the latest styles or not. Second thing. Second thing is ask God. And this one's just simply common sense here. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, this is in the book of James, he should ask God, 
who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. And I like every part of that verse, every single part of that verse. You ask God. God gives generously. You ask him, he'll give it generously. He doesn't find fault and say, you know, you're an idiot. You know, why are you doing this? Get with the program. And last week we talked about short bursts of communication with God, if you were here. We talked about connecting with God like all the time. Like, and the illustration is, is you know, you got a, you got a phone and you got texting and I will sometimes have a running conversation with my daughter on text, even though we don't go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It might be a half an hour or 45 minutes before I get a response. You know, with one of my sons, it might be four or five or six weeks before I get a response. But that's just the way it is with kids, you know. But there's an ongoing open dialogue with God. And so you can say to God, God, I have a decision to make. How do, you, how do I deal with this one? And sometimes even when I'm getting up front to sit to talk, I'll just say, okay, God, give me wisdom now on this one. It's an ongoing, continual dialogue. God, what do I say to this person? God, how am I supposed to feel about this person? God, what do I say at this moment? God, give me your heart right now because this person is really getting on my nerves. Give me your heart and your wisdom right now. You ask. You just ask. And if God doesn't help you in those moments, then... Uh, this is not blasphemy. What kind of God is he going to be? Next one is no scripture. Know the Bible. Read the Bible. Just read the Bible. Since, since the word of God is God's expression and words to us, know, and it's found in the word of God, so apply it. The Bible says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure. Making wise the simple. Making wise the simple. And there's so much wisdom in the Bible. The heart of God, the life of Jesus, examples of fools to not follow, and then the example of Christ. And then finally the last one is hang out with wise people. Connect with wise people. The wisest man in the world, Solomon, said this, he who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Now, we get the second part. We'll tell our kids, don't hang out with bad people. Don't do that. We sometimes forget the front end of it for us, which is that we are called to hang out with wise people. And that's important, hang out with the wise. And so find those wise people who can help you, people that will actually speak into your life and are not afraid of the hard questions that when you say, yeah, you know, i got a decision to make about this or about that, or I'm thinking through this or that, that they'll ask you, so what are your motives in this? Let's, let's explore that for a while. Let's talk about your motives in this. Or when you're complaining about this, they'll be able to help pick it apart and pick you apart and say, is this really, truly godly frustration? Or they'll talk about and ask you about your ambitions. They'll do the why question and the what's going on in your heart questions. I just, I just don't want us to fall for the whole idea that my life's never going to rise above where it is because it can with wisdom. The Bible says how much better to get wisdom than gold to choose understanding rather than silver. See that? See how better that is? Better. It really is. And, and, and my, my prayer is that, man, as we, we gain that, we would see where God is leading this world. And we can understand God's sovereign control over it. 
And we can begin to see where God is taking our life and our lives and our, our real purpose in life. And they'll begin to have that peace that's there to realize God's in charge, God's in control, and that our decisions will now be God-filtered in what we do and what we see. And that's what? It's better. That's better. Let's pray. God, I pray. I pray right now. I would pray and I ask that this wouldn't be just another message that comes and goes and it's really easy on a foggy day in Half Moon Bay that this is just something that we let go through our head. But there would be those who would see this as life-altering. I pray for that, God, and I ask it would come true. And God, the decisions that we're making now will affect the life that we're living tomorrow. And maybe, maybe you've made some bad decisions. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you've done them on your own and you've kept God at arm's length and you're living in the mess of what you've done. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that means awe respect and recognizing God as God. It means that he's worth surrendering yourself and putting him at the center of your life. Um, God can really untangle messes that we've made. In fact, God is able to take the messes that we've made, bad decisions, and turn them for good. I don't know how he does it, but he does. And so there's always hope in this. While this is a message on wisdom, it should be also a message on hope. No matter who you are, no matter what you have done or are doing, God can turn everything around for good. A fool is a person who says there is no God and tries to do life without God. A wise person says God be the center, and this is where Jesus comes in. Jesus is God in the flesh who comes into this world and says, follow me, follow me. Follow me because I'm God and I will take away the crazy things that you've done. I can take it away by forgiving you and turn them into, into good. Jesus says, believe and trust in me alone. And I mean, we can be foolish and say, I don't need this Jesus thing. Where has that gotten you? Or you could say, I want this more than anything. And I would pray that if you're here this morning and you've never said, Jesus is my answer, that this would be the day you do that. Maybe you'd say, Jesus, I've made some really stupid choices. I need your forgiveness for them. So wash me clean with your love your forgiveness give me a renewed start in you so I can live my life now in you and for you with wisdom Father I pray for the decisions we make today they would be done in godliness and wisdom based on your heart God help us as a church to collectively not just 
build buildings and make money. Help us to make a difference, a real difference in people's lives. Let us start here. In Jesus' name we thank you. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for being part of today. Um, I hope God has touched your heart, your life, and spoken to you, and um, that you come back next week. Invite somebody to come. Um, We're going to continue our series talking about wisdom next week, but uh, um, speak to somebody about Jesus. Tell someone about faith if you can. Um, If you have some a need that you would like somebody to pray for, we do have a prayer team that meets. It's not like a mob there or anything like that. They're just good folks, and they'll pray with you. And so make sure you go there for prayer. Um, We're going to. Take our offering right now, and uh, don't worry about um, if you're a first-time guest here. It's not regular. It's not for you unless you like to give. It's what we do here to make ministry happen here. We're going to invite you to stand, and God bless you guys. Love you. Have a terrific week. We're going to finish with the final song, so thank you.